I gotta turn my gain down a little bit because I'm coming in fucking hot on this mic. <laughs> oh, you could turn the gain down. That's way too low. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. Just no, checking no. audio levels. <laughs> I was no, like, Sarah, voice. think in silence. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. Sorry. Fucking, uh... <laughs> Can I get a fucking, uh... <laughs> doesn't do anything (laughs) okay are you ready start this shit though okay Hello, gamers, and welcome to the number one leftism podcast of, for, by, and about the terminally online, aka Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Just a fact. I am Val Flightcub, aka the Democratic Senator from Montana, Johnny Test. <laughs> uh, I'm Jenya, aka Senator from Arizona, Kristen Kinema Cinema. <laughs> and I'm John, aka Punished Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Punished Paul. <laughs> I do have to be real. I don't know what that's a reference to. You know what? It's a Metal Gear. It's Metal Gear and also Paul Giamatti. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's the Paul, blue man. Uh, he, he, no, no, I, I don't believe so. I don't believe he was ever blue. Yeah. I mean, from he, li- could be, he could be blue no, on the inside. He was blue in Liar Liar, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He, was in, he went into a pool that was blue and then he came out as a man who was blue. And then the guy showed up in the pickup truck and was like, I picked up a lot. Of, they said something about a blue car, but nothing about a blue man. <laughs> that was all over the trailers. He was also in a dumpster for anybody else who's cool enough to get that reference. When was a, when was a Paul G a baby in a dumpster? <laughs> that, that, that's, that, that's a hell of a sentence, Sarah. I'm sorry. We just, we just did Lady in the Water for fear baiting, so now that's all I can think about. <laughs> All right, let's get into the serious news, starting off with uh, Shoe Zone's CEO has resigned. Peter Foote has walked away from the position (laughs) and will be replaced by Terry Boot. (laughs) Real life. These are real people. Doug Bowser is the head of Nintendo and Terry Boot runs the Shoe Zone now that Peter Foote is gone. Uh... God, you know, I really loved Peter Foote in Columboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Th- that's one of those things where, like, you you click on the link, you, you're on Twitter because you hate yourself, and mm-hmm. you look at you look at the thing, and you're like scrolling, 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 and it's like, okay, uh, Shoe Zone has named Terry Boot. Uh, what? Oh, now this is a. I see. This is a joke. This is a like they think I'm. Mm-hmm. They think I'm. They think I'm a clown who's gonna laugh 
you know, when I'm supposed to. But then mm-hmm. you actually look at the uh, look at the article, and it's like, oh, this is real. <laughs> oh we yes, just live in, we we just live in a clown world. Yes, yes, the writers are getting lazy, as they say. So we 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 wish the best to Mr. Boot. Is he the new one? Because Mr. Foot left, and Mr. Boot is now the. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. F- <laughs> because if you think about it, who's more qualified Mr. to run Foot- a shoe zone? Mr. Foot and Mr. Boot sound like 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 I I feel like I'm reading a children's book mm-hmm. about like articles of clothing. Mm-hmm. Like th- it's an art. It's a it's a book that's supposed to teach you like what goes where. You put Mr. Arm in the Mr. <laughs> sleeve, and you put Mr. Foot in the Mr. Boot. <laughs> or 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 a or a recently discontinued Dr. Seuss book about fetishes. <laughs> 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 that was the Tucker hidden Car- seventh Dr. Seuss book that was canceled. Tucker Car- Tucker Carlson just pulling fucking the, the the fucking the I don't I can't I got nothing I got nothing the fox in the socks but the 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 foot in the boot I don't Fo- fox in the socks the fox in socks that's a that's a Dr. Seuss book right is it or is it part of Green Eggs and Ham I'm like ninety percent sure that fox in socks is a actual factual book and not just green eggs and ham but it could be it could be no oh, it fox is a and socks is a book you it is a correct. book all right good I, I love to be right so shall we start with some you know news yeah well i mean we just did but we should we can continue with some more news we can continue with some more news some bigger things one thing i would like to mention and um john let me know if you have other insights about this um one of the first things that Mr. Badan did with his uh, presidency was sign an executive... That's my favorite, that's my favorite uh, Gundam Zeta character, Mr. Badan. Mr. Badan. That's fine. That's not, a, that's not a joke for y'all. That's a joke for, so, that's a joke for our listeners. Y'all, mm-hmm. If y'all don't get that one, that's fine. I will, yes. I will just keep moving forward. Uh, <laughs> uh, signed an executive order that did a couple of things, including revoking the Keystone Pipeline permit. So that's you got. You don't have to hand it to him, but and we will not. Pretty cool that that's true. Yeah. Hopefully, the pipes that they've already put in the ground aren't too damaging to the environment around them. Because apparently, haven't they already? Haven't they already caused like two major oil spills in the areas that they have that they promised no oil spills will happen? Oh yeah, for sure. I I I, like, I, do I, I think so. I think Cuomo just saying don't do that no more is really just uh, trying to put the genie back in the bottle a little bit with that. Like it's it's not enough to just say don't. It's there needs to be more things to happen alongside that. You can't just say no more. They've done they've done harm to the earth and they need to atone for that. True. Is but the pipeline. I mean, it was never was it was it finished. Uh, it was not finished. So, right. nope. uh, uh, the Obama administration, uh, a thousand years ago in 2015, mm-hmm. rejected the um, the pipeline permit, um, uh, uh, citing concerns about climate change. And then when that when when the Cheeto was elected, haha, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the Keystone XL was one of the signature campaign promises, and he he allowed it to start happening. But there were court challenges um, in Montana and Nebraska, and yeah, basically, 
um, yeah, as Val mentioned, on there was the 20th, Biden signed an executive order canceling the permit that allowed the pipeline to cross Canada's border with with the U.S., citing the climate change crisis as a reason. Uh, so, of course, you know, this is very much, um, you know, this is like President Biden's, um, like, just like his, his sort of like, uh, it's like him sort of connecting the, the bridge between Obama's administration and his, because obviously as vice president, he was like, you know, one of the, uh, the people who was involved in the Obama administration. And so he mm-hmm. wants to sort of create that continuity mm-hmm. within the public eye. I would, I would I would drink a shot glass full of oil before I, uh, before b- before you could convince me that uh, he did it out of any sort of like um, a consideration of the many indigenous people who have challenged uh, the Keystone XL pipeline, mm. and uh, you know, and and I think what what this what this story serves to prove is that you know like there's this oh, there was already a sort of like. A sort of like nervous tension between the U.S. and Canada, but Justin uh, Trudeau, the very bad, very 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 bad prime minister, Justin Brownface Trudeau, <laughs> Justin Brownface Trudeau, um, mm-hmm. he he very much took the opportunity uh, after the Keystone XL pipeline was canceled to have a phone call with President Biden, and you know that's just very much one of the things that like you could feel like. You know, you know, at least, you know, he could pick up the phone and try and get more vaccinations to uh, remote indigenous communities or give remote indigenous communities water. But no, he picks up the phone to call uh, President Bidet and, and asks him, why cancel? Why now? Why cancel? Why no pipeline? Now, now yeah. John, I, I do appreciate you taking these pot shots at President Biden his time. But <laughs> I, I I have to object to you calling him President Bidet because a bidet like I, I, I don't have a bidet, but like through the through the combination of a removable shower head with, with a high water pressure fun, uh, function, I have been living a bidet li- uh, an, 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 an approximation of the bidet lifestyle. And bidets clean my butthole better than Joe Biden ever could. And I, I think we can't we can't we can't be calling him Joe Bidet and because we love we love we love bidets here. Sarah, are you saying that every time you poop, you what get completely naked and go into the shower and just Not spray your butt? Time, but like eighty percent of the time, I'd say at this point, you just butthole first, take a shower. I mean, I I I, I butthole only take a shower. Do you take do you take your like your pants and your shoes and socks off, but you're still wearing your shirt and your gamer hat? I mean, I'll typically, I'll typically be wearing, I'll typically take my, I mean, I'll typically just go fucking whole hog, but like, I'll just like fucking, <laughs> sorry to part the kimono too much, this is definitely getting cut out, but like, I, I'll get naked, fucking wide stance in the shower, spray with one hand, look at Twitter with the other. <laughs> there is, Hashtag the day you, truth. If, Oh my god. If I am ever posting in Discord, in Twitter, on anywhere, you have no way to know whether or not I am currently washing poop off of my hole. Are you doing it right now? Never mind. That's too private of a question. Never mind. <laughs> no, I haven't I haven't quite figured out a way to get my audio set up in the bathroom, but rest assured, when I can, I will. This is, <laughs> if you ever this hear is... like a shh in the background. Yeah, this is more troubling than the time I learned that for a very long time. A uh, very famous Twitch streamer, Jerma, would bring his whole ass computer tower into the bathroom with him. 
<laughs> which is something I learned this week, and now I've learned something even worse. I'll, like, like, like this. Like this I'm is sorry take- that I. I'm sorry that I'm no longer contented to live with you. To live with you plebeians, with you're <laughs> just fucking wiping shit around my hole with my paper. I'm. I'm sorry that I'm actually actively washing my hole instead of just smearing dookie around it. Here's my. I'm, here's my. Here's I'm my sorry that with- you don't get to feel the satisfaction of accomplishment of doing it yourself. Here's, here's I am doing it myself just with a hose. Here's my here's my problem. And listeners, I sw- I swear I did not prompt this. This was not something I wanted to to bring up and to for us to land on for a little bit. But we're here now and we just have to go through it. I'm going to call out your intellectual dishonesty, Sarah, because <laughs> you said you said that your high pressure removable shower head was better than President Biden, and you yes. don't know that unless. Oh, oh! Sh- I, I, I have to go. Um, you have to issue uh, a challenge. Bye. Oh, do you already know? <laughs> I, I cannot believe that I, I. It's fifteen minutes. It's not even fifteen minutes into this podcast, and already it's being insinuated that I let Biden lick shit off of my hole. <laughs> you wouldn't. I at mean, least hell! I was just it? thinking he was wiping with paper, but I guess yeah, that would be more analogous is if there's water involved of some kind <laughs> just just biden spitting at it from 10 feet away <laughs> what if what if there was a new invention called the human centipede bidet where uh people line the human up human centipede yes and um if you poop the person behind you pees on your butthole to clean it off <laughs> and so on down the line podcast. every day we move further away from god <laughs> And Anyways. that and that has been shit post corner. All right, <laughs> thank you. So we we fuck Joe Biden. All my homies hate Joe Biden. Uh, so he did he did. I'm not going to give him any credit on this, mm-hmm. but he what what else has he been up to in these last in this last month or so since we have convened that uh, have been really just living up to his campaign promises and everything. No more kids in cages. Oh wait, just kidding. There's a new detention center that got built. Well, that uh, actually, Val, uh, you should check your notes. I believe that's actually a uh, a child holding facility. Oh, um, excuse and they, me. They, when they spell child, when they uh, write that out, they put uh, little hearts over the eyes mm-hmm. in- uh, instead of dots, and mm-hmm. that's how you know that it's good. Actually, they're not separating. <laughs> they're not separating separating women from their children. They're separating women with an X from their children. <laughs> Um, Joe Biden, Joe Biden says only Joe Biden says no more separation of women and children, only separation of wombin and children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another fun fact is diversity visa recipients or applicants who were denied them because of the Muslim ban by Trump are still being denied them from the day. We've got our, but we've got our $1,400 checks uh, going to. Go, going to people you gotta they, hand they, it to them the funny fourteen hundred dollars it was so funny to just watch them work the, I, i'm sorry i don't want to take away from the extremely abhorrent stuff and just like look at the rest of the democratic party failings because we love to talk about the democratic party failings but like it was really awesome to just watch the democrats talk themselves down from as like just talk themselves just just base just fucking haggle with themselves and mm-hmm. then get zero, zero not a single republican vote mm-hmm. converted off of the all of the, like we they, can get they, into it 
the the fucking the seventy thousand dollar a year cutoff, which is like that's the soft cutoff, and I think it's a hard cutoff at like eighty five or something. I I I I read those numbers about a week ago, so forgive me if they're not perfectly accurate. Um, that really fucked me up when I learned that the average salary of a nurse in two thousand nineteen, which again reminder, that's what you're te- uh, they're basing that your eligibility off of. Mm-hmm. The average income of a nurse was about seventy two thousand dollars in twenty nineteen in the states. Incredible. Great. Cool. And also, and also, just hoping that none of those nurses are uh, hoping that no one eligible. God, just the fucking. The 2019, based on 2019, is mm-hmm. just never not going to be funny. It's, and by funny, I mean horribly depressing and painful. It's it's so wrong. It's not like, like what like, do you need? It's what do you deserve? Like, what have you earned the, in the past? The thing that's great is that, like, like I, I can just invent so many hypothetical people that are just absolutely getting fucked like this. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like, I don't know. Imagine someone who moved out of their parents' house in November, and they were living with their parents for most of the year, so they were claimed as a dependent, but they're on their own now. Mm-hmm. In, Dece- in November of 2019, mm-hmm. they moved out. Five months later, we get pandemic. They didn't. They lost their job. They were just making it week to week with the pittance of unemployment. Mm-hmm. And then... They, uh, they're like, okay, stimulus time. And then it did, doesn't come to them because their parents were, uh, they, they lived with their parents a whole, o- over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or somebody that owns a restaurant that had to close in 2020, mm-hmm. but was fine in 2019. Or any, or someone who made like, uh, I don't know, like an eight, someone who made like $90,000 a year at their cushy i don't i don't not even cushy like someone who made like ninety thousand dollars a year at their like fucking i don't know just any kind of job and then lost that or had a a hit to their income that their cost that their cost of living really like like it's just there's so many people you can invent that just get immediately like and and just the circle the democrats just worked so hard to expand that circle of people who would get incidentally fucked over by this Mm -hmm. like the fact that the fact it, it is truly just blowing my goddamn mind that the Democrat stimulus package is less generous with the with the stipulations and stuff than the Trump one mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd think it would be a slam dunk, but let's let's talk about it because this is what I was reading about and just fucking increasing my blood pressure about uh, earlier this week. So basically, the story of the 1.9 trillion budget blah, 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 blah. that they passed that the, I think that passed in the it passed the house I don't remember if it passed the senate it but did, they did it did pass in the house and the senate yes by oh good for us uh but the thing is after it passed in the house that it passed in the senate with a 50-50 vote so like 50 republicans aka 100% of them said fuck no and 100% of democrats said yes and then Kamala Harris was the tie-breaking vote. But because the margin was razor thin and none of the, like, Democrats that wanted to pass this could not lose even a single moderate Democrat who might sometimes vote with Republicans. Moderate Democrats, like Joe Manchin, decided to use this as an opportunity to flex their little political muscles and say, you know what? We're in charge now. So instead of having to kowtow to the Republicans all the fucking time and uh, just, like, cut back everything that we want, instead it's for people like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin and John Tester, who's a fucking fake guy. <laughs> um, 
John Tester is like John Tester is like that's the name of like if you if you find if you found a way into the beta servers for Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker the the next expansion there will be a guy named John Tester among the among yeah. the like player characters in there yeah exactly they look like the uh, the Wii Fit trainer with no face <laughs> and no clothes it's yeah. So the other, the thing that annoys me is a lot of things. But one thing that stuck out to me was, I was talking about this with my dad, who's like a Democrat, but not like fucking leftist commie. So he was like, well, you know, we have to be reasonable, blah, blah, blah. Like Kirsten Cinema is trying to hold on to a seat, a Democratic seat in Arizona. But Mark Kelly, the other Democrat senator in Arizona did not vote against the $15 an hour amendment that they needed to overrule the parliamentarian for. So what the fuck? The, the parliamentarian is the parliamentarian is just the Democrats saying, oh, we have to pay uh, utmost respect to this thing that literally... I, I, if you would ask me a week ago if the, if the word parliamentarian had any place in the U.S., I would not have guessed that that was a United States terminology. Right? Like, I mean, You'd think it's like an old just, wizard from or like, the U.K. Or like, House of Commons or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. And, and by old wizard, you're referring, of course, to the actual title of some parliamentarian. <laughs> because <laughs> right. the U.K. loves to... Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I know we... Listen, every country has their fucking artifice of... Uh, every country has their pomp and circumstance, but the the UK's like special parliamentary mace is very uh, funny. And their to little me. wigs and stuff that judges yeah, I love have the to wigs. wear. <laughs> yep. So to so to lay this out so that like people who have maybe read th- about this through osmosis or whatever don't really don't know about it, uh, the stimulus bill is part of a budget reconciliation bill, and there is this little wizard that lives in the corner of the senate who does math about like whether things are like within the rules of what you're allowed to put in certain bills what you're allowed to do so this person is unelected and works for you know decades several terms um so that they're impartial famously impartial lifetimes appointments right if you have one job you don't have to have opinions about it so that's correct (laughs) so the parliamentarian decided that because this uh, bill only needed a one vote margin instead of a 10 vote margin, they couldn't put the wage, the $15 an hour uh, wage increase that would be spread out over five years. People keep talking about it like it's going to just immediately double. It's not even going to, but um, that couldn't be in the bill. You can't put that amendment in. You have to, that has to be its own separate bill. And so, I mean, immediately, of course, the Biden administration is like, well, oops, sorry, they, they said it, not me. So, you know, we we love 15, but we'll keep fighting for it. But nope, we can't do that. Except the parliamentarians have been overruled before. And this parliamentarian who's in office now has already been overruled twice by like once by Democrats and once by Republicans. So it's not impossible. So that was what the little hurt quirky thumbs down vote was was Kirsten Cinema voting against the uh against fucking, overruling like, the parliamentarian fucking, to include that you, amendment. You, you know that video of like the guys that, I I think they're like park rangers or something and there's like two guys like dancing and they're like youngish guys or like 20 something mm-hmm. and then they like get this other guy th- this other guy who's like 40 or 50 or something uh-huh. and he's like he come, they have him come on screen and he dances he's like at the end he like drops it down. Oh yes. That's the that's the motion that she did. She- <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. Exactly. I watched, I actually went on C-SPAN to be like thorough about this because I was, because I read that like senators will give a thumbs up or thumbs down or like a finger up or a finger down to like to vote, especially now with like people wearing masks a lot. But I watched a couple of them do it. They like get the attention of the person collecting the vote and like show their finger. She like did a little like hop with it and then like orange Julius away. Like, <laughs> like, 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 the the next the next level up would have just for her to just do like a fucking slut drop like Jim Carrey <laughs> Sonic movie. Exactly. Very disrespectful. Very very disrespecting. Did not like it. Do not like it. Apparently, polling uh, shows that the stimulus bill is like pretty well universally liked. So even like forty five percent of Republican voters think it's good. So we didn't, I don't, I don't understand why we didn't get like one Mitt Romney vote or like something, you know, like we didn't get any of the Republicans on this. Not even a little. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're just fucking throwing our, the Democrats just love to throw out more and more things just to hope that maybe someone will look at it and, and give like a, give like a soundbite to a news station and be like, well, I'm considering it. I'm really rotating <laughs> it in my head before I decide yes or no on whether to vote for these <sighs> pores to be able to survive. I need to have a little bit of a think about it. And then CNN to run that coverage. And they'll be like, did we finally get one? And no, <laughs> no, no, sort of. So I did a little bit of research as well. So uh, Elizabeth McDonough, she is the uh, parliamentarian. Uh, it's Trash McGonagall, Warren, actually. Stop. <laughs> Go to jail. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> go to baby jail, please. No. No, uh, I need to go. <laughs> so it says here, um, on February 2021, she ruled against the $15 minimum wage provision in President Biden's proposed COVID-19 relief package being included per the bird rule. And your, t- your talk about like how they indicate like yay or nay, like mm-hmm. of, of like provisions, like makes me think that like she really did just flip every american the bird by trying to <laughs> by 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 ruling against the 15 dollar minimum wage provision and but aside did. from she did it she did it in like the quirkiest way possible she like that's fucking like that that's like when you're it was like when someone when you're fucking calling attendance in class and someone says present instead of here mm-hmm. you know like like i did yes. um you know uh, so <laughs> i also i i'm also calling myself out john don't worry i also said present um it's- so yeah, I mean, the parliamentarian said this amendment has been rejected due to the misspelling of the word bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 B-Y-R-D. Um, but I looked, it up, <laughs> I, looked, I looked up what uh, the bird rule was, and it's named after Robert Bird. It was uh, adopted in 1985 and amended in 1990. Uh, so, you know, this is a very Reagan-era kind of bullshit play. Mm-hmm. So uh, extraneous provisions can be rejected on the ba- basis of six cases. It does not produce a change in outlays or revenues. If it mm-hmm. produces an outlay increase or revenue decrease when the instructed committee is not in compliance with its instructions, if it is outside the jurisdiction of the committee that submitted the title, if it produces a change that out, uh, to outlays or revenues, which is merely incidental to the non-budgetary components of the provision, mm-hmm. if it would increase the deficit for a fiscal year beyond those covered by the reconciliation measure, usually a period of 10 years, or if it recommends changes in social security. And 
if it, now looking at all of those things, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you could probably argue maybe that it has, if it changes um, some of the de uh, the deficit for a fiscal year beyond the recovered reconciliation like measures. Like, but honestly, 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 I don't even want to fucking play ball with it. Like when the deficit brought is brought up, I just fucking turn my brain off. Like. I, I, I know this is just, like, exactly what some fucking right wing says about the left, but, like, the deficit just doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. Right, right. It's, it's just, it's like, a, yeah. I, I... People it's are just, dying. It's just such... It's just such Calvin Ball. It's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's just mm -hmm. adherence to this fucking... Like, and I know this entire fucking society, this entire fucking country is just built on adherence to shit that doesn't matter or makes sense anymore because, like, we're we're building... We're just a fucking... I, I, I don't necessarily agree with... I don't necessarily agree with the argument that it presents, but, like, I'm never not thinking about the statement of the people who said the people who said that we have a right to bear arms wrote that law when we, when it took five minutes to reload a gun for a second right. shot. Yeah, exactly. I, I believe Lindsey Graham um, submitted the uh, Lindsey Ham. Lindsey Ham um, submitted <laughs> Lindsey the, Sham. Yeah, Lindsey Sham. There we go. <laughs> Lindsey fucking Sham. Um, the, the reason that he submitted was uh, to reject the amendment was because the benefits would be incidental to the point of the bill. So. Because, uh, in, a, because in a bill about stimulation, there's nothing mm -hmm. about a minimum wage increase that would be considered relevant. This isn't about this is our our bill about giving money to the people who need it the most, not about increasing minimum wage. They're too. They're totally unrelated. Uh. Also, hate this country. C-SPAN said that uh, this was the longest Senate vote ever, 11 hours and 50 minutes. In order to negotiate, uh, Chuck Schumer left the vote open for 11 hours and 50 minutes in order to negotiate with Senator Joe Manchin. Fucking thanks, Joe. Way to be a team player, dude. Yeah. And, and, and for what? For to 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 remind everybody at home that business will continue on as usual, no matter if the flag is red or fucking blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As if we needed any indication at at the at a point in which like you would need to flex is definitely the moment where people are dying. Five hundred thousand plus people are dead. Uh-huh. And now and now is the time to say well, you can't always get what you want. No, we have to compromise with someone. Even if that person doesn't exist. It's so it's so frustrating too because like the moderate Democrats have this power because they're the right most people that the progressives and, and regular, I guess, Democrats need like to get this bill passed. And the like the super left wing part of the party can't pull this same move and like pull this bill more left because it matters to the, to progressives that we get stimulus and we get economic support and it doesn't fucking matter to moderate democrats they're like let people die i don't care it's this it's like giving me flashbacks I, yeah, to just, when biden won the primary because bernie dropped out so that people wouldn't have to get sick going and voting for him and Biden was like, no, f fuck everybody. Like, vote for me, fam. <sighs> yeah. There's nothing to be said except f fuck them all. Fuck no. B2, Biden. I'm buying a new house with my stimulus check. Let's go. <laughs> $1,400 house. <laughs> 
It's a doghouse. <laughs> Let's freaking go. We love dog. We love dogs here, don't we? Fuck yeah. We like stems. We like seeds. Where I come from. No comment. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've got I've got some I've got two New York stories here. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, we, we, one is <laughs> okay. I've got three New York like, stories well, here. One, one's one's New York parentheses state. One is like zooming in on Rochester specifically. I guess this one's more of an update to the uh, Daniel Prude stuff from last summer uh, here in Rochester. Right. Uh, okay. For those who don't remember, um, this summer, this past summer in Rochester, it came to light that. Back in March, uh, the Rochester Police Department had killed um, an unarmed man named Daniel Prude, who was in the middle of a uh, a mental break somehow uh, of some variety by putting a spit hood over his head and suffocating him. Um, when this all came out, there was a big outcry because the, our mayor, Lovely Warren, had was accused of uh, covering it up. By the so, way, I can't believe that that's her name. I'm sorry. Anyway, continue. I know. We, we love it. Um, but we've got this. Uh, this is from the uh, I'm just going to read the whole statement or at least this whole clip of this statement that I have here. Uh, statement from special counsel investigator Andrew G. Sorry, it's covered up by something that by something that someone posted. A- Andrew G. Selly on September 16th, 2020, the Rochester City Council by ordinance number whatever appointed our law firm Emery Selly Bricker Brinkerhoff Abadie Warden Maisel uh, ECBAWM. <laughs> You got too many partners at your law firm. I'm sorry. You got to demote one of them uh, <laughs> to serve as special counsel investigator or quote independent investigator to in- to investigate the city's response to the arrest and death of Daniel Prude. Today we release our final report of the investigation. The report, along with a certain with certain supporting documentation, can be found on a dedicated website, RochesterInvestigation.com. This the report reflects six months of work of uh six months worth of work by ECBAWM lawyers and staff. It is over fifty pages in length and contains dozens of factual findings as well as an analysis of the facts as found. No brief public statement can summarize those findings. That analysis to the report as a whole. I urge any interested person to take the time to read the report in full. However, this is a podcast, so we're going to give you the cliff's notes. What we have here. Mm-hmm. That said, when our firm was appointed, we committed we committed that our work would under, answer the fundamental question that many people in the Rochester community were urgently asking and that many com- continue to demand an answer to today. Did officials of city government suppress information about the arrest and death of Daniel Prude between March 23rd, 2020, when the arrest occurred, and September 2nd, 2020, when the Prude family publicly released body-worn camera footage of the incident? Mm. The straightforward answer is yes. The investigation revealed no explanation that fully accounts for the more than four-month delay between the death of an unarmed man at the hands of Rochester police and public disclosure of the facts and circumstances under which the the death occurred, other than a decision or series of decisions not to make such disclosure. Basically, yes. Wow. Mayor Lovely Warren covered it up. And she's probably very thankful right now that uh, the big the big New York man is under a lot of heat because it's meaning that she, her uh, any New York tol- any New York politics talk is completely at a higher level than the fact that she had just completely fucked over Daniel like Daniel Prude's entire family and situation and just is a completely incompetent mayor. Absolutely and disgusting. I'm really mad about it. Yeah. Like I I. I went to a couple of things about around the Daniel Prude stuff, and I'm just like the. I know, pol- I know, all politicians are lying, but like, this, I don't know. This is TV know. show villain type shit that you think, okay, like, they can't be doing that. Yeah, they are. and like the and like this is also like the Rochester Police Department is like under some serious shit right now. Like they shot a man to death outside of a uh, with they shot a man wielding a knife uh, to death couple days ago oh and that's God. a couple 
And that's a couple of days after they uh, pepper sprayed a woman holding her infant daughter for because the cops suspected her of stealing things from like Dollar General. Oh my God! Who cares? Let her. Police department. Yeah, let. A, she didn't. B, if she did, go off. Like, give her more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, so that that's the that's the that's the um that's the Rochester snapshot. So now let's zoom out a little bit to look at the big man in the big man on campus, Mister Andrew, Mister Andy Cuomo himself, the sexy doctor, the sexy Mister COVID man. Cuomosexuals in the chat, rise up, make some noise. Anyone who's been paying attention to Cuomo knows that his response to all that to the his response to pandemic has just been a fucking nightmare. He has been responsible for the deaths of so like e- even if we like like he didn't setting aside setting aside the rest of the state if if everyone else except like Cuomo killed so many fucking prisoners so many people in old folks home if literally every other person except those people had survived covid in New York state Cuomo would still have an unbelievable amount of blood on his hand, mm-hmm. but the extent to which he completely fucked over the state of New York and then just got to fucking reap the benefits by being the standard, the nice man on television to play good cop to Trump's bad cop. That's literally TV all it day? is, is he, he jumped on it first. He won an Emmy! He what? Okay, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a timeline here from Gothamist, Gothamist.com's uh, uh, timeline of, Co- of uh, Cuomo's uh, events, and I'm not going to uh, go over all of them, but uh, we, we've got a couple here. Uh, so, we, uh, on April 3rd, 2020, Cuomo signed the state budget, including a controversial provision that shields nursing homes and hospitality, hospitals from liability for COVID-19 deaths. The budget also granted Cuomo sweeping new emergency powers that allow him to essentially write new laws. And then on April 17th, uh, the state released partial data of where COVID-19 nursing nursing homes occurred, accounting for uh, just uh, about 2.7K deaths. On May 10th, 2020, uh, Cuomo, this is uh, now two whole months into the pandemic, Cuomo rescinded the order that required nursing homes to accept COVID-19 positive patients. Well, he wasn't saying they could reject them. He just wasn't forcing them to accept them. He was just allowing them to re- nope, nope. reject. No, uh, no. Back on March 25th, uh, the state health department ordered nurse, nursing homes to accept recovering COVID-19 patients from hospitals to free up the hospital capacity. Cool. Yeah. In May of 20, in May, later that May, uh, AP reported that 4,500 COVID-19 patients were sent to the nursing homes after the March 25th order. Um, in July, uh, we the state lawmakers repealed some of the immunity provisions shielding the hospitals and nursing homes from COVID liability, uh, f- but uh, not a full repeal. So families losing loved ones to COVID during the height of the pandemic cannot sue those institutions. Ugh. Yeah. August 3rd, New York State Legislature holds a hearing about nursing homes and state oversight, pressing state officials for the number of New Yorkers who lived in nursing homes but died of COVID in hospitals. Also on this day, the Empire Center for Public Policy files a Freedom of Information request for deaths of nursing home residents. Mm-hmm. And then, two weeks later, on August 18th, Cuomo announces that his book deal is official. Yay! Cuomo, that book, that book deal, that Cuomo... Um... American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic, which he released, which he, he finalized the book deal in August and released in October, less than, less than six, not less than, about seven months after the pandemic began. And now, it hasn't when we were still yet. in the midst of it. <laughs> now I, now I don't know about everybody else at home. I may just be another special snowflake SJW leftist, mm-hmm. but circa July 10th, 2020, I 
was still coming to grips with the fact that I would never take public transit again, that I would never work outside of my home again. I uh, fell into a depression. I uh, stopped regularly showering. I stopped regularly eating. And it you know, my life was falling apart, but I'm glad that somewhere out there in the world, while the while people were literally dying in the street, that Cuomo went on the radio and talked about considering writing a book about the lessons that he learned during the pandemic. I'm glad that by July 10th, 2020, that he had already learned enough to consider writing a book. In the four months from, from start of pandemic to July 10th, he learned everything. He, he's got it. It's all dialed in. While we were all failing and uh-huh. falling apart mentally, Cuomo had all the answers. Cuomo just ba- the, the, the if you open that book, the contents of it, are, I'm sure, are just. So what you're going to want to do is you're just going to want to kill as many old people as you possibly can. Just go out there, and find people. go out there, find little Jimmy's and Johnny's and little Sally's and, you know, ask them, who are your grandparents? And then you find your grandparents, you put a hole in their head. And that's really the best way to get through this pandemic. Cuomo has a book for the same reason that fucking the kid that went that died and went to heaven and came back has a book. Because he lied? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cuomo lied <laughs> he got, and He died. got his moment in the, so, in the spotlight and was like, fuck yeah, time to monetize this. Okay, and then so, f- continued to fuck up. So um, August 18th, he announces the book deal official. Two days later, on the 20th, the state legislature sends a letter to Cuomo's office requesting full data on nursing home deaths, among other information regarding nursing homes. And he says, wait till the book comes out. Then six days later, the U.S. Justice Department requests that same data uh, from New York and a couple other Democrat-led states to determine whether the March 25th order contributed to more nursing home deaths and if an investigation was warranted. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the state's then-deflated count, 6,600 uh, 6, people had died in nursing facilities. Uh, but that did not include nursing home residents who died in hospitals still at that point. Then on, September, then on the 18th of September, the Empire Center for Public Policy sues Cuomo for nursing home records after their freedom of information request was declined. And then mm-hmm. on the October 13th, Cuomo's book, American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic, is released. And then a month later, on November 23rd, he wins an Emmy for his pandemic briefings. And and when did the when does the information come out? Has that happened yet? Uh, we're getting there. So December 13th, uh, 2020 is the first time that Cuomo was publicly accused of uh, sexual harassment by by this one, Lindsay Boyland, uh, a former aide to Cuomo running who, um, sorry, she was a former aide to Cuomo running for the president of the Manhattan borough. And she tweeted about being sexually harassed by Cuomo, but was not giving further interviews. Then we jump forward to the end of January, the 28th of January this year. Uh, the state attorney general, Letitia James, released a report on COVID-19 in nursing homes, confirming that the date the state was not counting deaths that occurred in hospitals as nursing home deaths. Within So basically, if someone got COVID in a nursing home and then got uh, shipped off to a hospital where they did not make it because they caught COVID and they were old enough to be in a nursing home, uh, that was counted as a hospital death, not a nursing home death. Um, within several hours of the publication of her report, the state health department released a new count of nursing home deaths that included 3,829 people who died in hospitals, which the state had not previously been reporting. So more than half the previous number. Well, the, yeah, this, well, not more more than than half half because, uh, because the previous number was like 9,000 at the, at that point, I think by the, 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 you're, it's okay. The last number that I gave you was 6,600, which was the August numbers, but, um, this is four months later, so. 
Mm-hmm. So the fact that the state health department um, released that within like hours means that they just had that data on hand. Like I, 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 I don't know what their kind of data gathering looks like, but I would imagine that they can't just like grab the number three thousand eight hundred twenty nine people do- who were in who were in nursing homes and then died in hospitals. I can't imagine that that number was like a particularly simple one to find. So it had to be one that they were tracking. The they were aware of this. Mm-hmm. This brought the total of the nursing home COVID-19 deaths to 12,743 people. Horrific. On February 3rd, the state Supreme Court judge, Kimberly O'Connor, ordered the state to release nursing home records requested by the Empire Center for Public Policy. And then on February 6th, the state releases more data on deaths in long-term care facilities to the Empire Center for Public Policy, revealing another 1,500 previously uncounted deaths of residents of assisted living facilities and other adult care facilities who died in hospitals. God. This brought uh, long-term care facility death tolls to more than 15,000. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, then on February 11th, the AP reported that 9,000 COVID-19 positive patients were sent into nursing homes at the height of the pandemic, greater than earlier figures released by the state. New York Post reports on the private call with lawmakers and Cuomo's aides and quotes Assemblymember Ron Kim. Later that night, Ron Kim said that he received a threatening phone call from the governor's office demanding that he retract this statement. Hmm. Uh, hmm. On dis- on February 17th of this year, Cuomo lashed out at Assemblymember Kim for more than 20 minutes during one of his press briefings. He, uh, Kim later told Gothamist and other news outlets about the th- threatening phone call that he received from the governor. And then his account launched a torrent of stories on social media and in news reports from New Yorkers who said they received similar bullying phone calls from Cuomo and his top aides. Jeez. Then on February 24th, this is the other thing that Cuomo is fucking in the shitter for. Uh-huh. Uh, the... uh, Lindsay Boylan, who I mentioned uh, as tweeting about the sexual harassment that she experienced from Cuomo a little bit ago, Mm -hmm. um, she published a Medium post describing the inappropriate sexual advances that Cuomo had made to her between 2015 and 2018. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details because it's fucking gross, but it's like, it's, it's, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Then, three days later, a second former aide to Cuomo, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Bennett, comes forward with similar allegations that uh, similar comments and advances were made by Cuomo towards her. People are calling for an investigation to sexual harassment in his office, and he tries to select a longtime ally of his, Barbara Jones, the federal judge, to lead the investigation. Sorry, we're getting... I'm very close. There's just a lot that's happened in these last couple of days. Yeah. So in that time between February 27th and now uh, March thir- uh, March 12th, uh, the day of recording, we are we have had, I believe, five or six uh, additional women come out. Wow. March 3rd of this year was seven days after... He, he stopped doing press briefings for seven days around this shit as more and more people came out. Uh, March 1st was the third person who came out. March 3rd, uh, he hadn't done a, a briefing at, or appeared in public for seven days. He showed up again to say, uh, he's, I'm sorry to make anyone feel uncomfortable. I'm really sorry that I did this, but also I didn't do this. And... Perfect. It's great. On March 6th, two more two more uh, former Cuomo staffers came forward. Uh, and then the next day, the 7th, uh, a bunch of Democrats in the state have, call, have begun calling for his resignation. This includes up to today... Which has uh, been uh, the the uh, a couple of hours ago, uh, Senators uh, Chuck Schumer and Kristen Gillibrand have even called on him to resign at this point. Wow, wow, which is great, and it's now being bare. It's now now a, I just refreshed CNN to see if there was a bigger story that they if there was anything to update, and CNN has now pushed uh, Schumer and Gillibrand calling on uh, Cuomo to resign. And now the headline story is pro-Trump organizer alleges Alex Jones threatened her, which is like, 
that's not good, but like that's not mm. that's not like pushing the fucking He's that's not pushing the Schumer Gillibrand thing. Alex Jones is barely in control of his own goddamn life. Can we talk about the person who has had three terms as the governor of New York mm. being completely exposed and, com- and being shown as being a complete sham and a complete shit show of a person and a politician? Yeah. What 24 hour news cycle, baby. Got to keep that fresh. What do you think is going to happen with Cuomo? Do you think he'll be he'll get kicked out? I hope so. I, I, I think at this point he's like the, I think the thing I think like the walls are closing in on him I, I think like honestly between the time of us recording this and the time the episode goes out he may have already resigned which is oh yes that would be that would be pretty nice if that happened I, hope I don't so. know who's next in line for, after him but usually I would like to see I would like to see the awful man get out of here and then we can actually have a fucking democratic we can actually have a fucking primary challenger. Usually, um, pieces of shit wait until they've already been taken out of office before they write their book. But uh, Cuomo, he's a real <laughs> go-getter in that regard. Yeah, I think that it's like indicative of like of like Cuomo that like the, like the entire Cuomo dynasty, both him and um, was it his dad that was also governor slash yeah. mayor, and his yeah. brother who's like an anchor on mm-hmm. fucking one CNN something yeah it's just yeah i it's it's just fuck them just 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 go to hell like the the nursing home stuff alone was just uh jesus christ it's despicable and then to make your name as the guy who did everything right who was you know the real leader of america well we had a republican president it's just horrible people liked him because he was on tv yeah yeah and there's a uh, an update from the Gothamist as well about Cuomo sort of like, you know, oh, he's defiant and blah, 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 you know. Uh, but the idea that New Yorkers were getting phone calls from staffers, that's so bizarre to me. I I would want to know more about that, too. About I'm sorry, about what? About the uh, the New Yorkers who were getting angry phone calls from his office. Like oh yeah like, like what that just, like, it, what the it, hell is that just, about? It's, it's just classic bully behavior. Like it's mob Cuomo shit. Has, I, Cuomo has been described regularly as a bully, and this is like it's not surprising, but to just like fucking I I don't know I don't know you know like yeah. I, like there's like 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 this is the same shit that like like I don't know what it is about people in fucking New York. It's like um like when Rudy Giuliani was mayor. He would like go on the radio and just like talk shit to, with people, and just fucking be a bully, you know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, of course, everybody would criticize Rudy Giuliani for doing that shit. But like, will the will 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 um the same Democrats who want to fucking you know stomp their feet and say I don't think we should cede any ground, blah blah blah. It, are they gonna criticize Cuomo? I don't think so. I'd hope so, but yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd really love to see Cuomo just fucking vanish. Yeah. Hey, speaking of dudes who suck resigning, Piers Morgan. Not Piers, only more like more like Piers Borgen. More like he makes me want to fall Piers Snorgan. There we go. Yeah. Not only walked off set because he was being criticized by a fellow. Um, anchor on Good Morning Britain. Uh, he's now never coming back. He's just gone. He's uh, 
Meghan Markle got too much attention and now he just wants to curl up in a ball and die. Nobody talked to him. Oprah interviewed Meghan, Meghan Markle. Don't text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking riddance. Yeah. F- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Huge piece of shit. Fuck off. Never come back. And you know what? It's been a long time coming for someone like Pierce Morgan. You know, mm-hmm. Pier- uh, Piers Morgan was also was he was the editor of the Daily Mirror uh, during the uh, the phone hacking uh, scandal, and just uh, just what an absolute piece of shit. Mm. You know, like uh, like like one of my favorite. Oh, like here's here's a classic example of Pier- of Piers Morgan bullshit. In the wake of the Abu Ghraib torture scandal, uh, uh, Morgan was sacked as editor of the Daily Mirror with immediate effect on 14th of May 2004. After refusing to apologize to Sly Bailey, the then head of Trinity Mirror, for authorizing the newspaper's publication of photographs, which had been shown to be false. These were alleged to show Iraqi prisoners being abused by British Army soldiers from the Queen's Lancashire Regiment. When, within, oh, days, yeah. of the pho- within, within days, the photographs were shown to be crude fakes, under the headline, Sorry, We Were Hoaxed, the Mirror responded that it had fallen victim to a calculated malicious hoax and apologized for the publication of the photographs. However, Morgan had refused to admit that the photographs were faked and has stated that the abuse shown in the photographs is similar to the sort of abuse which was happening in the British Army in Iraq at the time. So... The idea of Piers Morgan as one of those people who's just like, oh, everyone needs to get off. Uh, everybody needs to stop taking it so seriously. Everyone needs to leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Mm. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, like for a, for a very long time, this guy has just been nothing but an absolute piece of shit. And I'm glad that finally one of these days, the only thing that I that I that I regret was that when he walked off the stage, that there wasn't a cliff waiting for him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Get his ass. Yeah. Or a banana peel at the very least. Yeah, <sighs> please. Something. Um, jumping back to Cuomo real quick because I just wanted to talk about one thing that I forgot to talk about that was not included in the uh, the Gothamist piece because it literally happened earlier today. Cuomo tried to say that he was being a victim of cancel culture. Uh, I mean, which is what is cause for I, resignation if not cancel culture? Yeah, <laughs> uh, here's a, here's a great quote from Mister from Mister Cuomo: Politicians <laughs> who don't know a single fact but yet form a conclusion and an opinion are, in my opinion, reckless and dangerous. Cuomo said, "The people in New York should not have confidence in a politician who takes a position without knowing any facts or substance." Uh-huh. That, my friend, is politics at its worst. But you should buy my book. But you should buy my book. <laughs> what a loser. I've been canceled, Jerry. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, did you have something that you wanted to bring today too? I, I I remember you said you had something, but I can't remember what it was off the dome. Yeah, sure. So, uh, as you all know, we live in a in a in a vast hellscape, but mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, and 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 that there are people out there who just want to make some money, and they don't want to have fucking Indians running around and trying to stop them from making so much money on the continued death and destruction of our planet. And we got some, I, I have some stories here. Uh, I have two really, uh, one is an update on the Mackenzie Meadows, um, uh, 1492 Landback Lane uh, occupation. Mm-hmm. The occupation is still going strong, um, and there are still people who are, you know, who were preparing very much for, uh, I extended winter and they they got through it and there's still people who are 
on that campsite and who are on, who are in that location. But uh, apparently, the uh, the harassment has still not stopped. Um, in Fe- uh, in mid February, a woman who was involved in the uh, protests and who were involved who's who's involved with the camp was arrested by the police and uh, she has been held. I believe she's still being held. Uh, I don't believe she's been. Um, She's been released quite yet, but, uh, you know, the police are still harassing land defenders at uh, Six Nations of the Grand River. And what had come out recently was the, let me just bring it up here. So there is, so in BC, there is a uh, contingent of very cool, very awesome people called the Braided Warriors. They are actually a collective of youth who um you know people who uh who are from the community who are generally under 30 some of them even in their uh late teens wow um the braided warriors are are a indigenous youth group who basically were protesting um outside of various uh like law offices and uh affiliate insurance companies related to the trans mountain pipeline Mm-hmm. I have an article here. An indigenous youth group is hoping that the United Nations will step in and help them seek justice after they claim that they were brutalized by Vancouver Police Department officers who broke up what they say was a peaceful protest last week. The mm-hmm. youth group, known as the Braided Warriors, had been out protesting the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion at affiliated insurance companies throughout the week in downtown Vancouver, calling on them to drop the project. While earlier demonstrations ended peacefully, the group's third protest at AIG Insurance's uh, office at 595 Bird Street on Friday, that's uh, February 19th, turned ugly when VPD officers arrived and violently dispersed the crowd. A video circulating on social media shows scenes of police office, of a police officer grabbing the hair of a protester and others being thrown to the ground and has been sent to the VPD's professional standards section for review. But the Braid Warriors want more action to be taken. According to the Braid Warriors, youth were violently thrown to the ground, dragged across floors and down stairways, pulled by their hair and braid, thrown to surfaces covered in glass, strangled in a chokehold, and dragged face down in concrete. Jesus. On Monday, May 1st, the youth group returned to the site of the protest to film testimonials of their experiences with the VPD to be submitted to the H- to the UN Human Rights Council Commun- Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination and to the International Human Rights Community. Dressed in traditional regalia, the youth gathered peacefully at the front of the BMO building once more, singing and smudging uh, Temeth or Earth on one or another for protection. So, yeah, uh, you know, very beautiful, a, a very, a very, just a, a solid uh, show of solidarity there from the, uh, <laughs> from the, uh, from the, from the VPD officers there with these indigenous youth and to, to really be to really put this on to perspective, this is par for the course. They, um, police are often um, you know encouraged and and very much given uh, permission to target uh, women and youth uh, and elders when uh, dispersing and when dealing with these uh, actions, like whether they be uh, protests or land defending actions or occupations. They want to target women, youth, and elders because those those people are the usually the backbone of those movements. And mm-hmm. so to have these youth brutalized in the middle of downtown Vancouver uh, is uh, exactly the kind of thing that we would expect. And, you know, this is all over a pipeline that, you know, for, uh, has been 
since 2014 been uh, fought over uh, and has been challenged many times. And at this point, it really kind of just feels like, you know, at any point, the um, governments of Alberta or, or British Columbia, the two provinces which are um, which the pipeline is going between, um, or Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, could at any point say, you know, it's not even worth it. It's not worth our time. We give up because we have not, obviously, we obviously do not have all of the means to support and create and give uh, and give credence to this project. So it's not even worth it. But of course, everybody is just doubling down. Everybody is just sort of shrugging and, and the comment sections of 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 CBC news articles continue to be full of white people who say, well, these people, they just, you know, we can't, we cannot live our lives do, uh, by the whims of these people, you know, mm. it, it, it continues to persist that indigenous people are ignored. And when we seek to raise our voice and to bring attention to these issues, we are met with uh, swift and decisive violence. Wow. So yeah, big fuck you to to the VPD, which you know don't fucking respect cops anyway. But a, a special fuck you to the VPD. I mm. wish I wish all VPD a very pleasant die. <laughs> exactly. exactly, and so um, the braided warriors have a presence on Twitter and social media. We can post links to their to their socials in the description of this of this podcast in the show notes. Sure. Um, but yeah, they're taking uh, monetary donations, both the 1492 Land Back Lane Camp and the Braided Warriors are taking donations for support, not only for the people who are involved, but also for uh, bail funds and legal fees. All right. Uh, I got one. Ch- I got one quick shout out before we head to uh, Lightbringers. Okay, I have a shout out as well. Yeah, my shout out is just uh, the Miami Heat center uh, Myers Leonard uh, saying the the famous the 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 this the just saying a really great uh anti-semitic slur uh on his live stream the just big like, one right yeah the big one mm. in the in very much in the same way of PewDiePie's heated gaming moment where it was like he just grabbed that word with such readiness that you know that's just in his daily vocabulary yeah it the, the aftermath unfortunately he's only been suspended for like a week and a $50,000 fine which to like a NBA player is probably not that much. I mean, he's probably not happy about having to sit for a week, but like that's it. Yeah. Anyways, it did lead to one of the funniest graphics I've ever seen in my life, which is, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm going to describe this to the audience. Um, and I'm sending this in podcast chat, but I'm going to describe it to the audience who's listening and can't see it because what is happening here is there is a man who kind of looks like Milo Yiannopoulos a little bit, like <laughs> oh, uh, no. like 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 2017 era Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, he's got like some fucking visor sunglasses on. He's wearing a Call of Duty Black Ops Four branded headset. Uh, there's a big like, uh, and there's a, right next to his face. Uh, it says the words, "I am deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during this live stream yesterday." Oh my god! And 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 he's also like like you mentioned that he's got like these like gamer goggles on. There mm-hmm. for anyone who's familiar with uh, the professional wrestling. Uh, he like his glasses have like Bret Hart style mirror reflections, yes! and they're pink yes! tinted. So like he's just looking very serious, but you can't see his pupils. You just see this man who looks like yeah. who who's just looking very seriously at his very serious, very uh, important video game, and then just like that, yeah, just the most bullshit quote right next to his head. I love it. He his glasses look like. 
gamer goggles and wraparound sunglasses had a baby, and <laughs> so does he. Uh, I just need to share this from from a uh, friend of the pod, Stephanie. Uh, I think we have the title for the episode off of this, too, because it's Miami Heated Gamer Moment. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, fuck yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my shout out. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you, Leonard. <laughs> uh, another shout out to uh, sports college. Was it? A, oh, he was in the NBA, not college sports. Um, but uh, Michigan State announced that they've changed their basketball team name to the MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> because you can sell anything these days. You can put a fucked up sponsor anywhere. You can put a fucked up sponsor anywhere. You can put a fucked up sponsor anywhere. MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage starring Tyler Perry based on the book Precious by Sapphire by Mark Jesus. Jacobs. By Mark Jacobs. You know, um, uh, so so sometimes when I'm watching illegal streams of American television, um, mm-hmm. I'll get ads for some kind of supplement called Nugenics, um, okay. which is a very bad thing to call some some medicine. Uh, uh, <laughs> it sounds really you, legit. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like it. I, I, it's it's some kind of like dick. I, I think it's a dick pill. I, I'm pretty sure it's a dick pill, but. Um, yeah, I like I'm, I'm waiting for a team to be sponsored by Nugenics and just and just just having to to listen to uh so everybody use that word that which sounds very bad the first time you hear it. It you don't rhymes really, with eugenics. Right right and I and 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 I'm thinking to myself surely they must know that it rhymes with eugenics, right? And just But it's yeah. it's too catchy not to use. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. The game will be called Basketball by Nugenics. Sports. 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 Any other shout outs for us? I have the final one. Go for it. So, you know that Tumblr post from a couple years ago that was like, gendered bathrooms were just invented by big bathroom to sell more bathrooms? Yeah. So... You know how in America, children from the age of 5 to 18, every morning when they're at school, stand up and they put their heart, their hand over their heart and they say um, an incantation uh, in support of the United States? I do. You know that normal thing that we do? The very regular thing. Mm-hmm. The very regular thing I, of the I, Pledge I of Allegiance. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the Pledge of Allegiance, which when originated did not have under god in it and then in 1954 they put under god in it and now the woke left have taken under god back out of it um it was invented by a guy named francis bellamy coincidentally that's uh, bellamy is my favorite minor one piece character excellent he was hired by Youth com- Youth's Companion, uh, which is a let me look at it. Mag- it was a, it was a kids magazine. A kids magazine to sell U.S. flags to public schools. So they invented. The- so they were like, every classroom needs one of these. How much fucking money do you think that made them? Uh, probably a lot. a lot. Oh, probably a lot. Amazing. Let's just indoctrinate our children using chanting. To sell flags. I mean, what's more American than that? Uh, well, I'll tell you what's more American than that. So, oh, <laughs> Francis Bellamy was a 
Christian socialist. Okay. Uh, so he is also probably one of the first people to have a real moment of regret once he, uh, who, who never lived really, uh, I guess because he died in the 30s, uh, he never lived to see his Pledge of Allegiance turned into this rallying cry around uh, against um, socialism and communism generally. Mm. Um, because, you know, Eisenhower um, encouraged Congress to put the words under God in the, in the pledge. Um, and so... You know, I Francis Bellamy is one of the first artists to completely sell out <laughs> early <laughs> in order to be able to make some money. So in that in that respect, if you are, you know, if you're a particularly desperate um, artist and you take a commission that you think may be perverted, but but you also don't necessarily know, don't worry. Francis Bellamy was right there with you. <laughs> he did it first. Shout out to artists who compromise just so that they can eat. It's, Truly. It, it, it's, Shout out. You hate to see it, but sometimes it just it just be that way. You gotta. Yeah. It's true. Should we get into Lightbringers? Heck yes. My Lightbringer this week is going to be the fact that I commissioned one of my favorite artists, for a really good piece, and it came in today, and I'm very happy about it. Oh, nice. It's pinned on my Twitter if you want to see it. Hell yes. It's it's so good. My late bringer is I got back into Animal Crossing, and I'm really looking forward to Cherry Blossom season. Oh, I didn't... the Cranimal? Huh? The Cranimal? Animal Cranimal. Animal Cranimal. Yes, because I, I missed it last time because I bought my Switch light too late for mm. Cherry Blossoms, and I want pink trees on my island. Beautiful. What What's the name of your island? Citrine, because we have oranges. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I. Uh, Animal Crossing is not personally for me, but I love. I love just like seeing it out there in the world. It's like it just makes me smile. So, yeah, I, my light bringer this week is gonna be professional wrestling. Nice. <laughs> I, I I I mentioned it before uh, with the Bret Hart reference, but uh, wrestling is so good. It is the best thing that I that that has been in my life. I've been a wrestling fan for uh, eleven years, and like currently, what I'm watching is um, uh, pro wrestling from Japan. Um, it is some of the All most right. some it is some of the most incredibly uh, athletic, weird, out there, but like super compelling works of uh, works of art. And I've getting I've been getting specifically into uh, Joshi wrestling, which um, Joshi. is 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 is, uh japanese pro wrestling um but it's all women and nice it's it's like some of the best and most innovative wrestling out there was like pioneered by japanese women professional wrestlers um one uh in particular one wrestler i'd like to uh uh uh, recommend in particular is a wrestler named maki ito uh, her her gimmick is that she was an idol singer who was not very good at singing, and so she oh. got fired. And now she is uh, very uh, um, <laughs> she's she's a very interesting character. She's very vulgar. She keeps calling people motherfuckers. It's great. <laughs> uh, if you want to if you if you want something cool to watch, there's a 30 minute video on YouTube called Maki Ito the Fired Idol. And uh, it's a documentary about her career and about her character. And even if you are not into wrestling, I highly recommend the video because it is 
110% the most interesting, compelling drama slash comedy that you've ever seen, that you'll ever see. Nice. Oh, yeah. Is that like one of those like YouTube de- deep dives of like the history of her? Or oh, is yeah. It, oh, like, yeah. A compilation. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a deep dive. It's a it's a really nice deep dive, and it's completely uh, uh, new user accessible. Nice. I live for YouTube deep deep dives. I might just you could link that as well if you'd like. Yeah, for y'all sure. Get, yeah, uh, y'all want to get out of here? Fuck yeah! All right. So this has been another episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat, just a fact. You can find us on Twitter at HKIPGTD, uh, Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash HKIPGTD. Thank you to Reddit user Bisexual Punch Party for moderating that for us. You can find us on... Noisepace.xyz? Noisepace.xyz, which is so graciously hosted by Matt GameCube, who we love uh, as our our co-host. Thank you, Nintendo Matt. Thank you to the taxpayers for the use of our intro song, uh, Putting the Days to Bed, off of the album Cold Hearted Town. Good song. Um, um, thank you um, to you is for it, listening. Isn't, is it not Evil Men? Did I say the medicines? No, you, you said, said Putting the Days, the days to, bed. to Bed. What? You did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I have to say, you said the bad one. I bean-dadded it. Oh, no. Sarah's canceled. I hope you Thank enjoyed you listening to the to last the episode that Sarah will be on. <laughs> for the use of our intro song, Evil Men, off of the album Cold Hearted Town. Mm-hmm. It's good. We love it. We do. Um, it's actually good. I'm on. Tw- if you want to find me, uh, I'm on Twitter at Sunhatgenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. And you can find me on all of my other podcasts, such as Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie podcast that I love to do, which is currently in the middle of March Night Shyamalan, a month-long <laughs> uh, celebration, quote-unquote, of M- Mr. Shyamalan's works. We've done the... We, so far, we have done Signs and Lady in the Water, which are two of the... Two, two of my least, not least favorite, but two of the most uh, challenging movies that we've done for fear baiting in they're, recent memory. They're two of M. Night Shyamalan's movies ever. They're, yeah, they're, they really are the movies ever. Um, <laughs> the Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorphs podcast that I do with my friends Blair and Seda. And Special Grade Snacks, which is my newest one that I do about Jujutsu Kaisen, the good anime, with my very good friend Kay. Uh, we're actually wrapping up the, there's only like, two episodes of that podcast left this season. So get get if you want to get on the ground floor, hop up. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub. Buh. The second B stands for bidet. That's actually a high pressure shower and it's really hurting my butt. Uh, you can also hear me on LMNOP about elementary a podcast that I do with my partner and which is also a noise space. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both of the, uh, all of those podcasts are so good, and then and Noise Space <laughs> XYZ is so good. Uh, my name's John. You can find me on Twitter at FlourishCaster underscore. Give me a follow, and uh, follow me for all of your hot wrestling recommendations. Ooh, ooh. Hell yeah. That's it. Yes, that's, that's podcast. That's it. We're podcast. podcast. All right. Memento Pokemori. Uh, yeah, Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Sipping on tea, pass me a bourbon Had to run a man down in my wellies Now I'm on telly, Piers Morgan Susanna Reed, I'm adoring Big drip, man's pouring Got the big stick with the corning When I'm on road, I'm yawning Telling my ops good morning I'm like Piers, cause I got more dough than female peers And the whole game got my name in their mouth Like those Turkish veneers And I'm like Hackman, CNMC on the block I'm Robin in Batman I'm a snatcher, my new tick bad Margaret Thatcher And I'm stacking, 
caviar man snacking I send shots via Royal Mail and I never pay for the tracking I bleed blue so it's the Tory party I'm backing And the first name ain't Eden but I'm still a hazard when attacking